We all have a story to tell, a story of faith that can change the lives of others. Hi, I'm Terry Squires. Join me and my friends each week in the heart of Nashville as they share their stories of faith that will inspire your life. This is today's Nashville. This is Faith. If ever our country needs God, it's now. Because after 9-11, when 9-11 happened, you know, when we all came together, whether you were Democrat, Republican, whatever, independent, no matter what color we were, no matter what religion we were, we all came together and prayed and, and loved on one another. And then it's like every day after that, we've gotten further and further and further away from God, you know. It's like he's not mentioned until something really bad happens. Why does something bad has to ha- have to happen for us to turn to God? Why can't we just love him and, and love each other like he wants us to every day? God and country says it all because our country needs God. We need to put God back into our lives and give him honor and glory. Tenor Jimmy Fortune toured, sang, and performed with the legendary Statler Brothers for 21 years. He was inducted into both the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Hall of Fame in 2008 and 2007, respectively. Today, his new album, God and Country, says it all because our country needs God and needs to know what America was built on. There is hope for the future. This is his story of unshakable faith. This is today's life. Jimmy, thank you for sitting down to talk with me today. What an honor to be with you. Well, thank you, Terry. I appreciate that. It's good to be here with you today. Well, I have to tell you a quick story. My husband and I were at a fundraiser not too long ago that you were involved in. It was a couple months. And you got up there and you sang a song. And I whispered over to my husband, I said, I love that song. And immediately, and there are other artists and everything, we got back in the car. I went to iTunes. I downloaded it immediately. And I just loved it. And it was, I believe. Do you remember singing that a couple months ago? Absolutely. I I do that in just about all my shows. I believe has been, uh, it's been a center point of my whole career in the last 15 years uh, when I came to Nashville. Uh, I I moved here about 15 years ago thinking I was going to be here for about five years. And I had a conversation with God um, on the hillside up there where I built my dream home uh, in, in Virginia. I've been there for 49 years, and I built this beautiful home. And I was out on my tractor, and I was thinking the Statter Brothers were retiring and everything, and I was going to start a career, but I wasn't going. I was going to stay there in Virginia from now on, right? And God said, "No, you, I really want. You, I need you to go to Nashville, and I need you to move." And I, I argued with God about it. I didn't want to leave it because it was just my I, things I dreamed about. So I went back to the house after I finished mowing. I told my wife my conversation with God that I had on the tractor, and she said, no, no, we can't sell this place. No, we're not going to do it. And I said, well, I'll just put a, put a price on it that it won't bring, and we'll see what happens. And 
it sold in four days. Oh, no. And uh, I cried and everything, and but uh, I was listening to what God said for me to do, and we loaded up all the furniture and everything, and we were getting ready to leave to come to Nashville. The house was empty. I walked back in the house, walked to the front deck, and looked across the valley at that beautiful view that I had. It was just gorgeous view out there across the Shenandoah Valley. God gave me that song right then at that moment. He said, you listen to me, I'm going to give you this song. I believe just the words and the music just came to me so, right at that moment. It's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, I could hear, a, I had a breeze blowing on my face and the sun was shining on me and I was uh, heard these children off in the distance playing and I thought about my mom when she passed away and uh, so many things kind of hit me at that moment. And uh, But it was really just like he said, here's a gift for you. And that song has done so much, not just for me, but for so many people. It's just touched so many people. Uh, it, it's a very powerful song that only came from from God as a gift to me. Well, it, it touched me that evening. Well, thank you and of all the artists that were there, mm -hmm. I just loved it. It was a powerful, heartfelt song. You know, I, I, I just treasure uh, everything that God has given me. It's so many so many God things in my life, and He's been so good to me. And that was one of the most powerful moments of my life, standing there and God feeding me those words and the music to that to that song. Well, take me back a little bit when you were with the Statler brothers, and how did that all start? And when did you know that God was calling you into music? Well, I knew at an early age. Um, my family sang was I'm number seven of nine children. My whole family sang and everything, and we sang in churches, and I'd go out with my dad on Saturday nights and play square dances and things like that with him. As a little kid, he'd take me with him, you know, and gave me an old guitar to plunk on. So I knew that music was going to be a part of my life. And as I got older, I got a guitar when I was 12 years old. I started playing it, and uh, and it just uh, played music until the Statler Brothers uh, heard, well, actually Lou DeWitt of the Statler Brothers, he was the tenor singer for the Statler Brothers, heard me singing at a local ski resort in Virginia. And after all those years of playing music up in Virginia, uh, he heard me and he needed to be have surgery actually for Crohn's disease. He was going to be out. I was the first name out of his mouth when, when, he at, when they asked him if somebody could fill in for him. And we became friends. So then the short, long story short, uh, they hired me in 1982 to come uh, sing for them full time and be a full time tenor singer for the Statler Brothers. Well, you were with them how many years? Uh, it was almost 21 years. What was the most exciting part of being in that group? Everything was exciting. Well, the first time I stood on stage with them uh, was 1982, January the 28th in 1982 in Savannah, Georgia. I looked across the stage and I was seeing those guys that I had been watching on TV and, and things all my, most of my life. I'd been seeing them, you know, and, and listening to their songs. And here I am standing on stage with them. And from that moment on until the end of 21 years, I was standing on stage with those guys looking across there and feeling the same thing that I felt the first time I stood with them. And uh, the first song we sang together was Amazing Grace. Uh, uh, it was around the, the uh, piano at Harold's house. He's the bass singer for the Statler Brothers. And it, that was when I was auditioning for the Statler Brothers. And um, I thought, well, you know, if I don't get this job, I got something to tell my children one of these days that... I actually stood on around the piano and sang with the Statler Brothers. I had no idea I would, I would get the job. But so many God things in my life, and that was that was a big a big thing in my life. That uh, that was a pivot point, and that the only way I can explain it, you know, when I look back on it, I knew something big was happening 
in my life, and um, and I was just following whatever it was. Uh, even though at the time, you know, I, I uh, wasn't the person I am today, but the person I am today, uh, through God's grace, has brought me to this point. Um, so I had I was pretty green. And I had a lot to learn uh, about life and about the music business when I first went with the Statler Brothers, but. Uh, it was uh, quite an experience. I got to meet all my heroes with the Statler Brothers uh, through the years from TV shows and things like that. It was a journey that came to an end in 2002, but I'm, I continued the journey on, continued on my own now for 17 years. And it's been a, uh, a whirlwind kind of thing, but uh, I'm still going and God's allowed me to do what I'm doing and I love what I do and I'm thankful for it. Jimmy, when did you know that God was pulling you in a different direction? I knew it was uh, about 1993. I was uh, had been with the Statler Brothers, you know, for quite a few years, and uh, I was going through a pretty painful divorce. My father had uh, been diagnosed with cancer, and and it was, it was they gave him about a year to live, and I was really having a tough time dealing with all that. We were going on the road, uh, and we stopped in. Little Rock, Arkansas, it was about March uh, 1993. I didn't want to leave home because my family life was kind of just in turmoil. And uh, on our way to Little Rock, Arkansas, we got there about two in the morning. It was cloudy and just, I mean, foggy. I couldn't sleep, so on the bus, so I just got off the bus and I made my way into uh, the hotel room. And uh, it was just this depressing hotel. I, did, I can't even explain. Um, I was really down. I was really down, about as down as I've ever been in my life at that time. Couldn't fix things, you know, and um, I wondered, you know, I, I knew that I would never commit suicide or anything like that. I knew in my heart I'd never do something like that. But I, I understood why people get in that frame of mind sometimes, you know, when they get so far down. I was in the hotel room and I was sitting there on the side of the bed and I just, I couldn't sleep. I just sat there and, and I just like, I didn't know what to do, what to say. I, I wanted to call somebody, but I didn't know who to call. And I looked over at the, uh, the nightstand and the Bible was open. There was a Gideon Bible there, it was open. And I just ran over to the Bible and I looked down and it was Jeremiah 5, 25. It said, it said, your sins and your iniquities have kept good things from you. Man, I just, I sat on the side of the bed and I, I just felt like Jesus was sitting there right there with me. I really felt like he was there. I was like, I know you're here. And I know he was saying, Jimmy, this is my word. This is how I speak to you. You need to open it up and look at it sometimes and read it. This is how I'm, I'm speaking to you now. Your sins and your iniquities have kept good things from you. Nobody else's name can go in there but your name. If you're going to change your life, you've got to change it with you. And it starts with you. You can't change anybody else. You can't do anything about anybody else. And so, and I, and I just broke down and I was crying and I felt like, I said, you know, I know you're, I know you're here, Jesus. I know you're sitting right beside me. I feel like if I look, I'm going to see you, but if I look, I'm doubting that you're there. And I didn't look. I just, I said, I know you're here. And that moment was a defining moment in my life. I said, I want you to come into my heart. Clean my heart out. Don't just come in the living room. Come into all the places that I have in there and, and clean every room out. And from that moment on, he started working in my life. And I knew that my life was starting to take a different direction. And that was in 1993. 
so then he began a work in my life that, that you know, things were changing and I knew it was probably coming to a time when the Stoudter brothers were going to end and they were going to say we're retiring because I was a little bit younger than they were. And I was scared about what I was going to do, and, but I knew in my heart that God had a purpose for me, that all those things had led me to that moment, and then I wanted him to come into my heart and be uh, the main part of my life, you know, and he did. And I remember running to, uh, to Harold and Don and Phil and telling them, you know, what had happened, you know, and that even though I was sad in a lot of ways about things that were happening in my life, but I had a a peace and a joy that I couldn't explain. That was, it was a more of a power that I could get through this stuff. And eventually, I, I lost my father. He he passed away. And uh, first big loss that I had in my family, and it was really hard to deal with. And of course, went through the divorce and, and everything, and started moving on with my life. Um, but uh, but God began to change and do a work in me. That I, that I can't explain today. But I saw it happen in my father years ago. He was an alcoholic, and I, I saw him give his life to Christ when I was about 12 years old. And he was the worst kind of alcoholic. I mean, you can imagine. And from what he did, me seeing what he did in his life, that he didn't run from God, he ran to God, through my mother's prayers. My mother was a big prayer warrior, and I owe her for where I'm at today, and we all do, because our lives were changed by her prayers. Well, so many people do run from God. Yeah, well, Mama always said that. She said, Jimmy, no matter what you do in life, I don't care what it is, don't ever run from God. Run to God. And um, so that's, that's where I do. I run. I run to Him. Uh, every time something comes up in my life, boy, I mean, uh, and I'm, I'm on my knees every night and praying for, for people. And, and, uh, and people say, Prayer doesn't matter. Some people say prayer doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have in our lives. I've seen it. I've seen miracles. I've seen so many miracles uh, that have happened in my life. I've seen miracles happen in other people's lives through someone asking me to pray for them, you know. So tell me from that point, where has God led you? Well, he's led me to this point in my life that uh, it's been 17 years now, uh, and I've teamed up with Bill Gaither about four years ago. Uh, it's kind of led me more into the gospel realm than it has the country realm, but uh, even though I, that's where I kind of came from. But um, this new project, God and Country, uh, that we did, I always felt like if ever our country needs God, it's now. Because after 9-11, when 9-11 happened, you know, when we all came together, whether you were Democrat, Republican, whatever, independent, no matter what color we were, no matter what religion we were, we all came together and prayed and, and loved on one another. Uh, and then it's like every day after that, we've gotten further and further and further away from God, you know? And it's like, what happened? Why can't we come together, not just when we need God, but when we have Him and He's blessing us so much mm -hmm. and we still forget about God. We still, you know, think that it's like He's not mentioned, you know? And uh, until something really bad happens, why does something bad has to ha have to happen for us to turn to God? Why can't we just love Him and, and love each other like He wants us to every day? And that's why this project that uh, that I did was—it's called God and Country, and it celebrates our freedom, it celebrates our independence, it celebrates God and what He's done for us. Uh, I feel like this this country was built on four words: "In God We Trust." It was built on those four words, and then sometime somehow we keep 
getting getting attacked with those four words. People don't want to. They don't want to hear it. They want to push it away, or whatever. And uh, I hope that it never happens. We we talk about uh, you know keeping God in our in our in our schools and in our courthouses and in our in our lives and on our currency. And and probably people get tired of it. But I think if we if we let that happen, that we really forget about God, we're going to be in trouble as a country. And uh, so I hope that we always remember that this country was built on faith and hope in Christ. Jimmy, let's talk more about your new CD, God and Country. Mm -hmm. You know, our world is so divided. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's hard to watch TV. Um, I almost have to just turn it off. And as a matter of fact, there's a song in there called uh, Meet Me at Arlington. It's a, it's a new song. Uh, my neighbor, who happens to be a guy named Dave Clark, uh, who has written like 26 number one Christian songs of all things. I moved to Nashville and moved right in beside him, you know. Now another that's a God, God thing. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. another God thing. I'm in my house. It's about November last year. Uh, and uh, he comes over one morning. He says, I got something I need to share with you. He, he comes in and he says, I, saw, I just saw this on the news. And he showed it to me. He had taped it and recorded it. It was a professor in California. And this, this young man, has, one of his students, had come in and was uh, wearing a Marine shirt or something. And he, his uh, family was... Uh, were Marines and everything. He, want, he said he wanted to be a Marine after he got out of college. And this professor began to just put him down. I mean, they taped it. Somebody had taped it and was saying all this nasty stuff about him and about soldiers and about America and about just putting down our country and about... It was so bad that I couldn't even watch it. I said, I, got, I can't stand it. I just, just turn it off. I don't even want to watch it. And, um, but basically, they went back and asked a Gold Star mother uh, to watch this video and to she had lost a son in Afghanistan and to tell them what what how she felt about it And when her words she wasn't mad or anything like that She just said I would like for him when she said I would like for him to meet me at Arlington And I could introduce him to my son and then maybe he'd know how I feel and whenever we saw that we said We need to write her message mm -hmm. and that's what we did in that song We wrote meet me at Arlington and it's been a very powerful song it really has because uh, we are divided today, uh, I mean, so. uh, more than ever. There's so much hate. You, you don't get anywhere by coming at each other with hatred. Um, I wrote a song years ago called Love the Hate Away. I said, wouldn't it be nice if we could love the hate away uh, through God's love? God's love is the only thing. Love can defeat hate, and it will eventually. But all the things that we might have to go through to get to that point, it really scares me for my children and for my grandchildren. I'd really like to leave them a better country. And I've had a great, we've, I've had a great life growing up in, in the United States of America. We, we are a blessed, we are a blessed, blessed, blessed nation. I mean, if you don't believe it, go outside of this country and see how other countries have it. That's why everybody wants to come here, you know. I, I'm so blessed to have, you know, come to, uh, lived in this country and, and be brought up. I've, I've lived the American dream. Um, but, uh, but this CD, um, we, we really wanted it to be um, something that maybe when people listen to it, you, you get the feeling of freedom and what it costs for freedom, what, 
uh, America the Beautiful, God Bless America. I think people forget about the sacrifices that yeah, others have made. We're, we're so blessed that we do. We get caught up and we think, well, it's just that way all over the world, but it's not. This was an emotional project for me to do because I got caught up in it. I got caught up in the, in, in the feeling and the pride of our country and wanting people to, to feel the way I feel about our country. And uh, even though it's not perfect, uh, we've, we've made our mistakes along the way. And, um, but we need to learn forgiveness. And forgiveness is everything. If you can't forgive somebody for something, then, then what's the use in it? If nobody's gonna forgive anybody, we need to forgive we need to, and we need to stop at that point and move on and try to do better. It's what God wants for us to do in our lives. He wants us, forgiveness is one thing, but repentance is another thing. And obedience, you know, to Him. And not just, just repent, but say, okay, I'm gonna do what you want me to do. So I'm going to love yeah. like you want me to love someone. And it's, it's, it's easy to say, but it's kind of hard to do because there's sometimes, you know, you, you, people come against you in hatred. You feel like as a, it's just a natural thing that you want to, okay, protect yourself or say, I want to, but you you really got to pull back and you really got to say no. And the world no. is tugging and on And I understand what your point, you've got a different point of view than I do, mm -hmm. but we need not to, to yell at each other. We need to calm down. Everybody just calm down. Let's go back to Mayberry. Let's go back and just live like a simple life, you know, and, and, and just be kind to one another. I wish we could do that. And it's, it's easier said than done. I know that. But this project, it's, it's got a lot of things on there. The God, the God part of it is, there's a song on there called I Love You More, which is a, is a song that I wrote uh, with um, Molly Stevens. She's a young, young writer, up and coming star that's moved to Nashville. And we just got together and talked about uh, God's love to us. And I, my, I had a granddaughter, or still we have a granddaughter, that every time I tell her I love her, she says, I love you more, Papa, I love you more. And, and I said, why don't we write that song, I love you more? Because God, when we, no matter what we do in our lives, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell God when I'm saying, I love you, I love you. And I instantly get this back, this, this, it's not a voice, but it's just a thing, it's just, I love you more. Because look what I did for you, and through my I gave you my son, and and I, I'm gonna give you. So so I said let's just let's write I love you more because at that moment, God said there's gonna be someone in your audience that needs to hear. He said there may be one person out there that needs to hear that the most powerful love in the universe and the most powerful force loves you. You may not have anybody in your life. You may feel like you have nothing. You're down to nothing. God loves you. And every night in my show, every, I, would do that, I will do that song, and at least one person will come up and say, I, that song was meant for me. Wow. Every time. And it's a powerful, powerful message because He does love us more than, I mean, after all, you know, He gave His Son for us. And uh, what, what more could He do? I mean, He can't, I mean, we, the only thing we understand is sacrifice, and boy, did he sacrifice? Our men and women have sacrificed for us to be uh, for this country, for the freedom that we have. But Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice for his life, for all of our sins. He took it upon himself to have it all on his shoulders. And like I said, the sacrifice was tremendous, but the forgiveness is everything. If we can't forgive each other, then we there's no use in even existing. Jimmy, thank you so much. What an honor. Yeah. 
And I can't wait for people to get God and country. Well, thank you for saying I appreciate it, Terry. I really do. Thank you. Have you taken God out of your world? I'm here to tell you that God wants you to seek his face and his truth for your life. Open the Bible, just like Jimmy did years ago. He has a message for you, and he loves you more. And he wants you to share your story of unshakable faith that will give him honor and glory. Do you have a question or comment about today's podcast or want to check out the latest television episode? You can find me, Terry Squires, and all of my guests at todaysnashville.com. Cornerstone Television wishes to thank all our faithful viewers whose consistent prayers and financial support have made this program possible.